listen to me. Let's do that hockey. Welcome to Dabra Prospects Report. This is report number 13. I'm Victor Nuno, one of your co-hosts here. And with me is Peter Harling, fresh back from a fantastic time in Nashville. How you doing, Pete? Not too bad. Nashville was amazing. Highly recommend it. And Tootsie's. It was a great time. Of course, you heard a lot about that from our previous episodes. And if you didn't check out the pre- the first part of that two-part series on Fantasy Hockey Life, definitely go check that out. It's a, it was a great two-part series. And in this report, we have a little special guest, and that is our producer, Evan Sabarin. He's going to help us with what we're going to do today. How are you doing, Evan? Dude, I am fired up. Fired up. I'm ready to draft, boys. Heck yeah. We love having you on this side of the production as well. So we're looking forward to that. And before we get started, we're going to remind you that Dauber Prospects Report is a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Check out at HockeyPodNet for all the shows like this one, talking hockey, from fantasy to team coverage to you name it. You can also use the promo code DraftKings, DraftKings promo code THPN for listening to the show and more on that in a bit. We also want to remind you that the 17th annual Dauber Hockey Fantasy Prospects Report is out. Both Peter and I contributed to that. Guide has already been updated with all the drafted players and will continue to be updated throughout the offseason when players move. The guide is a Bible for dynasty managers with a lowdown on each NHL team's pros- top prospects. There are write-ups for 500 prospects with upside wait time analysis, the top 100 2023 draft prospects, and the top 50 NHL prospects, and more. Get your copy today at Dabber Prospects and Dabber Hockey in the Shop. So what we're going to do today is we are going to do a fantasy mock draft. So Evan, Peter, and I, in that order, are going to go through the top 32 teams. So basically just the first round, which is what a lot of you do in your prospect draft or 2023 entry draft. So we're going to kind of go through, talk about who we would pick and why. And we are going to base our picks on a relatively sort of standard, I guess, setup, but a little bit with a little bit of a caveat in terms of, you know, what the overall categories and all that are. So just to be clear, we're going to have goals, assists, shots on goals, special teams, points, block shots, hits, what we're considering. And then there's going to be a little bit of a bonus for guys who can do like takeaways and a detriment for giveaway and a little bit of boost for face-off wins. And I guess if you want to take a goalie, there are goalie points as well, but none of us are going to take a goalie. So we won't really talk about that right now. None of you better take a goalie. That'd be silly. All of that is going to tie into a very special announcement that we're going to do at the end of the show. So you definitely want to listen all the way to the end and we will fill you in on that. But without further ado, Evan Sabrin, you're on the clock. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to thank David Poyle for the years that he's committed. Oh, this isn't real, right? No. Okay. All right. In all seriousness, no, I've been going back and forth all night. Couldn't sleep, tossing and turning. Who goes number one? And all right, let's not kid ourselves. So, you know, Connor Bedard. I mean, when's the last time we've seen a player come in the league with this much hype? You know, you got to look back at Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, back to Crosby. This guy looks like he's going to be the real deal. And it looks like they're, I, I like the fact that the Chicago brought in Taylor Hall, you know, a former number one pick to work with Connor. I think, you know, that's going to help him not only on the ice, but off the ice. I mean, what more can you say? Everyone knows it's Connor Bedard. Yeah, I can't really criticize you for that one. That's a bit of a slam dunk no-brainer there, no matter what the format is. He's going to have the most upside, and he's stepping right in. So moving on to second pick, we're going with me at second overall. And I just worked on my fantasy rankings for the Dauber Fantasy Guide, which is ranking the 23 
NHL draft, so I'm well prepared. And I think the guy with the second highest fantasy upside from the 2023 draft is Matt Vimichkov. Philadelphia Flyers, he's dynamic, offensive forward. Gonna have to wait a few years, but when he comes to the NHL at the prime age of 21, he's gonna hit the ground running. He's gonna be on an entry level contract, and he might not be the most desirable when it comes to peripheral stats and bangs, but he's got Kucherov sort of upside. So I kind of have to go with the second most prolific offensive player in the draft. So that's who I would take. I was hoping you'd let Mitchkov slip to me at three because I agree with you. He is the second best, highest upside. And unless you really want to win now and you want someone playing in the NHL now, then you might take, you know, Fantilli or possibly Carlson, but I don't think he's going to play in the league this year. So I think you have to take Mitchkov. You know, there was also rumblings that he would try to come over earlier than three years. I don't know if that would work, but. He's willing and the Flyers are willing. You never know. So I love that pick. I think there's a bit of a slight debate here. I think the easy slam dunk choice is Fantilli. But I do think that Will Smith in like a points only type of league has similar or maybe even higher upside. But I think the floor is more tenuous. So I think I'm just going to do the easy thing here and take Fantilli, especially because we're drafting based on face-off wins and hits and blocks and Fantilli does all that he's really good with peripherals he's gonna he's gonna bang he's gonna shoot a lot Will Smith doesn't do some of those things as much and frankly I think there's questions of whether Smith is even truly a center unless he can round out the 200 foot part of his game you know they might slide him over to the wing so I think it's Adam Fantilli here but I think in terms of pure points upside there's a bit of a debate there potentially with Smith and who's after him but that's who I got on to you Evan for number four Oh man, you really got me here. You know, with Will Smith on the board, I think I'm going to go, I'm debating back and forth, but I think I really want to go with Ryan Leonard. You know, I, listening to your podcast this week, Victor, and hearing Fantasy Hockey Life and, you know, hearing the, uh, don't call him a kachuk. This guy is a banger. He's a goal scorer. He'll get you, you know, penalty minutes, block shots, plays a 200 foot game. He's got a great shot. I don't think you can go wrong with a guy like this. I think you'll see him not this season, but the following season. I think he'll be very valuable in category leagues. I just think he's a no-miss, no-brainer. Firm confirmation that his last name isn't truly Kachuk. So, you know, he might have like a second surname in there somewhere, hidden in plain sight. But yeah, I love that. Sorry. People love that Kachuk comparisons. There's too many. There's only one Matthew Kachuk, but hey, we got to compare it comp him to somebody, right? And this guy looks like the real deal. Kind of hate you for picking that guy, and it makes me want to pick the player you mentioned you wanted at the beginning of the show before we hit the record button, but too soon, too soon. <laughs> so my guy's gone, Leonard. I'm higher on him than most. So I'm going to go with, wow, I think Leo Carlson at fifth, the guy that went second overall in the draft, is decent value. He is very comparable to Fantilli. He's a good two-way player. I like his sure fire NHL reliability. The upside, I think, is pretty reliable too. So it's not worried about that at all. So I'm going to go with Leo Carlson from the Ducks here. Nice. Well, I'm happy to get Will Smith at sixth overall. I think that's pretty phenomenal value. I do think that in this format, if you're counting face-off wins and some play driving metrics that Carlson probably is better. But as I mentioned, when I was debating him at three, I think that Smith has a ton of 
just pure points upside. And I think there's a real chance he goes to BC and they force him to play a 200 foot game and be more responsible. I think he can do it. He just literally wasn't asked to do that at the USNTDP. So we haven't really seen him try that hard to do that. So I think there's still a chance that he can round out to be maybe not the best defensive center, maybe like a Mark Shifley where you are, you know, sort of competent defensively, but your offense is just so good. It doesn't matter. You're still a pure one C. And I think Will Smith has a pretty good shot at that. So I'll take him at six. Back to you, Evan. So I might be going off a little off the board here, but not too much. But I'm going to go with Zach Benson. You know, I remember a month ago, you know, he was predicted to go top 10, maybe even top five or six. And, uh, you know, there's been so many people talk about his skating and his size. And I just, I don't think you can fault him for that. I think he is a 200 foot player. He's got a great motor, a great attitude. And he's going to, he's going to fit right into that Buffalo lineup. They, you know, they've got a ton of skill in their top nine. I think Zach Benson's the one for me back with his buddy, Matthew Savoy in Buffalo. And I think they're going to produce, there's going to be a lot of good things coming out of there with him. That's a solid pick. That's who I would have picked. So nicely done. I think this is where things kind of start to get a little interesting. I think the top seven are pretty, you can interchange the order a little bit, but I think this top seven is turning into a lock for fantasy purposes depending on your league's format and scoring and whatnot. But I think these seven guys that we've picked are going to be on the top of a lot of people's fantasy rankings. And then I think here is where you might start to see a little bit of divergence after the seventh overall pick. And I'm going to go a little off the board maybe and pick a guy that was picked way late, 23rd overall, actually. He's moving all the way up to eighth overall in our fantasy draft here. And I'm taking Gabe Perot of the New York Rangers. Bit of a wild card, but the guy broke all of the national team development program scoring records of all time, including Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, Logan Cooley, Phil Kessel, and even Will Smith. You know, a lot of people think that he was the the passenger on that top line with Smith and Leonard, but I'm not sure that a guy that can score 113 points is the passenger. I'm not saying he was the, he's the, con, the train conductor or engineer or whatever driving that line, but I think he's got some really tremendous fantasy upside and is a player who when you know you look back and you do the redraft of this draft class in eight years or so people might be shaking their head going my god they got this superstar at 23rd overall so i'm gonna roll the dice and say gabe perot here at eight i like it i also fully agree with you that top seven is pretty locked in i think that those are the top seven you can quibble about the order i think it it would have been reasonable to see benson go at five You know, there's lots of different orders. And I also think Perot is a top 10 pick, which is interesting because I remember I asked Cam about that when we were at the draft and he squeamed a little bit, but then in his article, he definitely put him ninth. So (laughs) I think that he is. It's uncomfortable because there's bust potential there, right? Yeah, it's, I really want to put him in there because he's so prolific offensively. But if he doesn't make it at all, then that's bad. Yeah, and as we get down the list, obviously there's volatility in there, you know, baked in generally with the top, you know, five to 10 ish guys, there's less. All right. So with my ninth pick, I'm not going to steal the guy I know that Evan wants to take in this range. I'm going to take another defenseman, not the first defenseman taken, but I'm going to go with Dmitry Simashev. I think that especially if your league, you know, really rewards players who play a lot and you know, get some peripheral coverage, then I think it, I think Dmitry Simashev makes a lot of sense. If your league 
only values like offense from defensemen, then you might take who Evan's going to take. But I think that Simashev has some offense to develop. I think that he's still quite a bit raw and he was asked to do to be a real shutdown guy and not produce offensively. And the tools are just so great. The size, the skating, the physicality, you know, maybe he's not the most dynamic or creative, but I think he has a lot of offense in there. So I think for me, he's the first that I would take just because that floor is so high. And if he ends up being an Alex Petrangelo-like, who's my comp for him, then I think you're still pretty happy, even though obviously there are better offensive defensemen in the league. You're still pretty happy that you have a guy that plays a lot, puts up good peripherals and, you know, still decent points. So go ahead, Evan, take your guy. Well, I was deciding between Simashoff and my guy, but, and thank you for leaving him for me. I know that you like Simashoff, and I kind of figured you were going to do that after listening to your podcast last week. And of course, I'm going to go with Axel Sandine Pelica, who the Red Wings got at 17. When the Red Wings came home with the draft, they had Nate Danielson at nine, Sandine Pelica at 17. A lot of people thought Danielson was taken too early. But if you just told me that we got Pelica and Danielson and, and not that order, you'd still be pretty happy. I like Sandine Pelica. He reminds me, and not just because he's a Red Wing, but he, I get a little Brian Rafalski vibes from him. I could see this guy running a power play in the next two to three years. You know, Sider is a, a great quarterback for the power play, but I think this guy will end up being our number one power play quarterback. He's got all the skill, the tools, his lateral movements are off the charts for me, as I wrote in this week's 32 and 32 series about him. I think he's got the chance to be probably one of the most dynamic offensive defensemen in this draft, and I'm happy to select him at 10. Well, that sets me up for my favorite pick the guy who I've already drafted once in one of my leagues and unfortunately he's not sitting across from me right now so I can't shake his hand and congratulate him but I'm going with Colby Barlow at number 10 left wing from the Winnipeg Jets nice shot good shooting percentage guy's gonna score a lot of goals he's a physically mature rambunctious player who's gonna provide me with a lot of peripheral stats as well so I'm gonna go with Colby Barlow at 11. Plus, you guys are like best buddies since you guys like met at the airport. You guys looked like you've known each other for like 10 years. I told them we're going to win a bunch of championships. So, <laughs> you know, I multiple leagues dropped him as many times as I can. Give him a cut too or no? Or <laughs> did he ask for a cut? Or he, he made a mistake. He did not ask for performance bonuses. Yeah, that's on him then. Rookie hmm. mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was only his second draft. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get smarter. What a cool moment that was, though. That was... I remember your messaging at, you know, when you were stuck at the airport, I was downtown in Nashville. I was just like, oh man, that's so awesome. You got to do that. So yeah. Cool. That's not who I thought you were going to take. We're getting into this range now where we have to consider floor versus ceiling and how secure you want. And part of this gets into like, do you want someone that's actually, you know, pretty likely to play or you just want like the high upside guy? I think at this point, I'm still willing to swing. I'm going to take a swing on Andrew Kristall. I think that he has one of the highest upsides in this draft. I know that he was drafted 40th, so there's definitely some volatility here, but I just really like him. And I think that his skills, if the Caps can figure out how to use him, I think he has like tremendous upside, one of the highest in the draft. So I think there's a world where we can look back at this draft and people are going to say like, how did he not go top 10? I mean, we know why he didn't go top 10. He has like skating and issues defensively. But when he has the puck on his stick and on the power play, like, holy cow, he is incredible. So, yeah, probably a little bit of a spicy one here. Like, if this was my only first round pick, I don't know that I would take Crystal here. But if I had multiple like we're doing here, it's very easy to stomach taking someone like him. 
and he's already signed his ELC. Yeah, they did it right away. And it was interesting. I was talking. I forget who I was talking to, but oh, it was Joel Henderson, and he said, "I said, is that a bit surprising?" He said, "No. Washington knows what they got in him, and that's true. They know what they got in him. They know what he is, and they know what they have to do to develop him. And if they play their cards right, they're getting exactly what they want, and it could work out great." Okay, this pick is. I'm going back to U.S. National Development Team pool here, and this pick is just is. It's based on his skill, but it's also you also got to figure out who's who we might play with. So I'm going to go with Oliver Moore, drafted by Chicago. He's got a very 200-foot game. We've all heard the Dylan Larkin comparisons. I know, Victor, you asked him that at the draft. Probably the best skater in the draft, probably most the fastest skater in the draft, has the potential to put up big points if he can stick with Connor Bedard. And I think at pick 13, I think that's I think that's worth it for me. So, yeah, that's a good pick. I don't have any problems with Oliver Moore. I'm going to go with the guy I have next on my list, though, and that's Quentin Musty going to the San Jose Sharks. Really like him. I think he's got a little bit of everything going on, and I think he's got top six upside. He's rambunctious. He's physical, and he's got great hands, good release. He's in a good situation in San Jose. There's not too many roster blockers there, either on the roster or in the prospect pool. I like his projection for fantasy. So super duper happy to get him at pick 14. You like it a lot? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, man. That was really fun to watch him in person. He put on an incredible show at the prospect scrimmage that I went there, to. Victor? I probably was not going to go him, but I like the range. I think this is probably where he should go. Those of you who have access to my sheet know that I have him a little bit lower, but. I actually think I might move him up a little bit, but he's great. Definitely like him. And I do think that he's one of the teams that was probably helped by who took him because I think that San Jose is rebuilding and will have plenty of space and room for him. And he should push his way to the top, near the top of that prospect pool. So I like it for him. Okay. So there's a couple of guys on the board that are kind of maybe a little bit safe-ish, but trying to just debate whether I want to take another swing here or not, because that was a pretty big swing with Crystal. I think I'm going to go Matthew Wood. I like Matthew Wood. He did really great stuff at UConn. I mean, nearly a point per game in the NCAA as a freshman. He's a big dude. He's not the best skater, but he's physical. He's Nashville's first pick and, you know, basically goes pretty much at the top of their pipeline there in terms of prospects. And that's always good, I think, for value and when you're picking guys. So I like what he can do. I think he's got some development still, of course, like all these guys. But I think he has a pretty high floor just in terms of like his size and what he can project to be at the NHL level. So Matthew Wood, I'll take him at 15. Well, damn, Victor, you stole my pick. Well, at least I didn't do it on purpose, like with ASP. I knew you wanted him there. Why does I got ASP, guys? I'm happy, man. I'm just happy. I remember you talking to, was it Cam Robinson at the draft about Callum Ritchie? Or maybe it was Tony Ferrari. Actually, I can't remember now. Maybe it was Tony. Because talking about the injury, is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe it was Tony Ferrari. But uh, yeah, I mean, the upside on this guy, you know, uh, one of the things that they said was, uh, you know, he he got hurt. You know, he didn't have that shoulder injury. We, We could be talking about maybe a top 10, top 15 pick. I love his upside. You know, he plays a big two way game. I think the potential is there, and I think he could really, especially playing in Colorado, we could see some big points out of him if he develops. And I don't think we'll see him for two years, obviously, but I think he has the potential to to make a good impact with that club. You can have him. 
I'm going to go and take big butt. Daniel Boot is my guy here. Arizona Coyotes picked him. He's a bit of a weight as well, and he's a bit of a swing also. But if he hits, if he comes over and develops the way some people are thinking that he can, he's going to be hitting and shooting and scoring and making plays and doing all the things to help me win fantasy leagues, especially ones that have the format that we're using here. So I'm going to go with with Daniel Boot. Oh, man. There's so many guys here that I think are kind of good flourish guys that I think could do really well. But I think I want to take another swing here and I'm going to take one of the latest guys who went that's probably going to go in the first round of a fantasy draft or at least I think should. And that's Riley Height. Riley Height went almost in the third round. He went 64th overall. That was Minnesota. Minnesota. And man, he has such good offensive upside and there's a bit of a question i guess as to like how translatable some of that is and he's a little bit undersized and kind of disinterested when the puck isn't around him but in terms of like offensive upside and i was talking we were talking with joel henderson in a future episode that'll come out fantasy hockey life and man there the offensive upside with riley height is insane for someone who went this late (laughs) like he's we could be, again, another guy we could be looking back on and saying, like, you know, kind of like Braden Point, like, how did he go so dang late? They're not the same type of player, obviously, but, you know, in terms of, like, if you want to take a big swing, and especially later in your first round, if you have a later pick, then this is the home run swing, I would say. Riley Height at 18, sign me up. Okay. Yeah, seeing him fall in the draft was it was crazy, I, and I still don't get over that one. 19 here. I don't think this is necessarily a swing. I think this is right around the area he should go, but I'm going to go with Braden Jaeger. And just so I can name my team Jaeger bombs. I like his upside. I like the team that he's with in, in Pittsburgh. I think he'll get to see it the least play towards the end of Crosby and Malkin's career. He's got a quick release, great shot, puck hound. He does need to put on some weight. I mean, his frame needs to fill out because he is kind of smallish, you know, 5'11", 170. But the potential is there in a good system with Pittsburgh. I can see him putting up good points. I think he's a safe pick here at 19. Can't go wrong with the Jaeger bombs. Well, I'm up again, and I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues pick here. On my interviews with Shane Malloy at the draft, he was pretty high on the Blues draft. So I'm going to go with Dilbor Dvorsky. Like his potential to be at least a 60-point player as his upside. And I think he's very going to be reliable as a 45 perennial 50-point kind of player, comparable a little bit to Boone Jenner. Going to give me a little bit of a little bit of everything. Going to check all the boxes for multi-cat. He's going to win face-offs. He's going to have shots, get some points, a few hits, a couple blocks because he's pretty good defensively. I love those guys that check all the boxes. And that's what Dvorsky does, so that's my guy. Yeah, I was wondering how long he would last because he went 10th overall, which, you know, maybe for a fantasy draft is a little high, but mm-hmm. right, such a high floor. And there is still some offense there. We saw when he played for Slovakia, not as much in the Alsvenskin, but when he played for his national club, he was the driver. He was the motor. He propelled his team into the medal round. It was pretty cool to see. So there is more there, I think. We just don't know how high it is, obviously. Yeah, so... We're getting to that point now where it's just silly to not take David Reinbacher. You know, Even I was going to say he's fallen out of the top 20 and Montreal fans are probably just going, you see, you see, 
<laughs> well, they don't live in a fantasy draft, so <laughs> there is they live that. in a fantasy world. They just don't. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> and Sometimes. yeah. Okay. This pick has gotten panned so much by the real, you know, a lot of Montreal fans. And the reality is that he is a really good player. Maybe there were better fits. Maybe there were higher upside swings. I think a lot of us believe that, but. I think there there's still a really good case to be made that he is a top four defenseman in the NHL. And those are really hard to come by, especially right-handed ones. So, you know, they have a good guy here. How much offense there is, I don't know. But if you have a top four defenseman who's get, who gets pretty good peripheral coverage, plays lots of minutes, probably doesn't get that many points, but he's probably a 30 to 40 point-ish guy. You know, I think that's a reasonable expectation. And he's going to play in the league, like probably, you know, as early as, next season or the season after. And so you like that security. You could do much worse at 21st overall in your fantasy draft. So I think you probably should go higher than this. Just taking into account floor kind of depends on how hard you want to swing. But yeah, I'm, I'd be pretty happy with getting Reinbacher here. Okay. So Victor will call you the pick stealer. I am also going to go defense and I'm going to take Tom Willander from Rogel who went to the Vancouver Canucks, Swedish guy, two-way defender, great in his own zone, you know, confident with the puck, heading to Boston University next year. But, you know, eventually down the road, I can see him picking up some good power play points and, you know, playing on the power play out there with Quinn Hughes. Vancouver doesn't have a lot in their defense and pipeline. So I think this guy will get an opportunity early and often. I'm liking that pick right there at 22. Tom willing to. You know, when we were hanging out with some of the guys from Elite Prospects, a bunch of them are from Sweden, and they were coaching us on how to pronounce his name. And apparently it's pronounced Villander, like with a V. Villander. Villander, yeah. Anyways, when you said you're taking defenseman, I thought you were taking my guy, so I was a little disappointed. But, you know, you came through and you picked someone who's not on my list, so thanks very much. I'm going to go with the defenseman that I think has potentially the highest fantasy upside of all the defense in this draft and that is Mikhail Guliev left shot defenseman drafted by the Colorado Avalanche he's such a prolific skater a little undersized but he really is just dynamite to watch he's so electrifying when he's got the puck on his stick and he's going up the ice his edge work is phenomenal his quickness and top speed are like outstanding I think there's just a lot of opportunity for him to produce Mad amount of fantasy points if his development projects the way I hope it does. I'm talking like 65 point upside comparable to Quinn Hughes. So I'm really happy to get Guliev with the 23rd pick. Well, look at you going heavy Russian. I think we might need to call you the Arizona Coyotes over here. He doesn't have the size as the other ones, but yeah, definitely a big swing there. I like it. I'm going to take, since I've done some pretty big swings, I'm going to take a bit of a safe pick, but I still think Samuel Hanzek has some pretty good upside. He's a really big dude. He's he's a WH he played in the WHL, but he is Slovakian by by birth. And he's really big. He's got the size, 6'4. He skates pretty well. He's you know pretty good two-way, but I think there's more offense there. I mean, he had 56 points in 43 games in the WHL. So I think that there's a, still a little bit more that can be untapped there, but he's also a bit safe just in the sense that he's going to play, I think, in the league. He has the size and skating and awareness and hockey sense and all that. The question is just like, is he more than like a 
you know, 40 to 50 point bottom six center. I think he can be, but either way, he's a guy that I think you'd be happy to get towards the end of your draft. So I'll take Hanzek. Victor, now you're just reading my mind. So (laughs) I think I'm going to go, and it's probably close to the range, it's close to the range where he was picked in the actual draft. I'm going to go with Edward Saleh. Pretty sure that's how you say it. I like this guy. He, you know, he's got size. He, he's great with the puck. 200-foot player, playmaker, scorer. The potential is there, and I think it's a safe pick here. At- All right, well, that sets me up for the 26th overall pick. And I'm going to go with a guy who I have rated a little bit higher on, on my list, so he's kind of dropped to me here. So a bit of a swing, maybe. He's a bit of a one-trick pony, but it's a pretty good trick. He's got a dynamite shot, possibly second best only to Connor Bernard. That's the only comparable he has to Connor Bernard. And that's Bradley Nadeau, drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes, 30th overall. I'm moving him up a little bit in my fantasy draft here to 26th. Bit of a working project. Going to take a couple of years, but you know, you're looking at a guy that should be a, could be a 30 goal scorer in the NHL if things go his way, or maybe a perennial 45 point guy. Has a little bit of Mike Hoffman in his game. So I kind of like Nadeau. That's my guy. All right. That's good. I didn't expect you to go that way. That's interesting. Well, what were you thinking? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to. Well, I don't want to spoil it, actually, because I might take this guy with my next pick. I'm not going to take him now, but I will tell you who I was thinking later. I don't want to put any thoughts in your head. All right. There's some interesting guys still left on the board. Some guys that actually went in the top 10 that haven't been picked yet. So. We have to decide what we're going to do here. Actually, I am just going to take this guy that I was thinking of. I thought you were going to say Nick Lardis. And although I agree with you, Bradley Nadeau does have a better shot, but I was thinking you were going to go with your OHL backyard kind of guy. And that's Nick Lardis does have one of the better shots in the OHL. I, I believe I was talking to Brock, who said he thought it was even better than Jaeger's, which I think is a hot take because most people doesn't seem like would agree with that. But whether it's better or not, Nick Lardis has a really good shot. He's a slightly undersized at 5'11". But the other thing I really like about Nick Lardis is that he is really young. In fact, as we're recording this, his birthday was a few days ago. And so he's really young. He played this entire year at 17. And so he's got a lot of room to fill out, a lot of room to fill into his frame and to improve. And so I like that he had such strong production in the OHL. Already, he scored 25 goals for Hamilton in 33 games. That's pretty incredible. And he was also pretty good at the U18. So, yeah, taking some goal scorers at the end of your first round, not a bad idea, Pete. I think we both did that, and I think that's a good strategy. On to you, Evan. There's only one person left in the top 10 who hasn't gone, and I'm kind of concerned about that, seeing as it was a Red Wings pick. But I'm still not sure on Nate Danielson's upside, although we should trust Steve Eiserman, I know. But I'm going to go with Charlie Strammel out of Wisconsin. He is a big boy. Love his potential. And he drafted by Minnesota. I mean, he's what, 6'3", 222? I kind of like that size. I also like, you know, I really like the Minnesota Wilds roster, the way it's shaping up. I mean, they draft really well. I feel like every year they're always at the top of their game when it comes to drafting. You know, he's a big power forward, the Minnesota commit. Like I said, he's got the size. I like that pick there with this late. All right, back to me. Uh, another player who I'm going to go with here who's one of my faves. And going to pick another defenseman. Again, 
Super happy to get a guy who I think is pretty comparable to the guys you picked earlier on. And that's going to be Oliver Bonk from the London Knights. Really like the way his game developed over the year. Improved steadily. High trajectory there. Don't really see any holes in his games with skating, size, offense, defense. You know, he's very versatile. And he got a lot of minutes with the London Knights as draft eligible. And that can be difficult to do. They like their veterans. So... I'm pretty confident with the upside on on one Oliver Bonk. Wow. I just realized that I have Bonk extremely late on my sheet. <laughs> Should probably move him up a bit. Although I personally wouldn't take him this early, but I understand why you would. Interesting. Okay. So I only have one more pick because we have 30, 31, and 32. So I'm going to be having one fewer pick than you two, which is fine. So I just have to think a little bit more about this one. So did I take a big swing on a smaller dude with a high upside or I take this, Peter's shaking his head, or do I take this top 10 guy that hasn't been taken yet and Nate Danielson? That's what Pete wants me to do. So I definitely shouldn't do that. That's what he wants. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think there's some really good forwards here with some good upside. There's also the, yeah, I mean, what Evan said. I think a lot of times we question what the Red Wings do and then we have egg on our face later. Although I still highly question this Nate Danielson pick, even though I know I shouldn't. But and the other thing that I really don't like about the Danielson pick is that he's so he's really old for this draft. He's like literally less than two weeks away from being eligible for last year's draft. And I think if he did, you know, if he had a whole other year, then it would, you know, it would be a little bit different doing what he did as a really young, you know, 17 year old. So I'm just not sure the upside is there. I think the floor is there. I think Ned Danielson is going to play and he's going to going to get you points in your fan tracks leagues, but I just don't know how many, but what the heck I'll take Nate Danielson who went ninth overall to Detroit and you know, maybe a bit of a safe pick, but at this late at 30th overall, but come on, Victor, who drafted him? Who, who drafted him? Yeah. Well, we'll look back at this later and realize what a gem this was. So there you go. I'll take Nate Danielson. Wow. I'll make you pick someone else, Evan. Victor, your roster is like the Island of Misfits toys. You're taking all the players that no one wants and Danielson and Reinbacker. I'm taking big swings and I'm taking safe. <laughs> hey, work for Vegas. I was going to try to nab Danielson, but where'd it go? I'm going to go with Otto Stenberg, center from Rolanda. Playmaker, crafty guy, great stick handler, great shot. Awesome skater. I think he's got, you know, he's going to have a good opportunity there in St. Louis. I like this pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Otto Stenberg. All right. So the last pick of the Dauber Prospects Report fantasy draft goes to me. And it's quite a responsibility because not only am I picking the last guy, I'm eliminating everybody else from first round fantasy contention here. And, you know, I've got I got a lot of players on my list still here. I got Jaden Perron, Grayson Sachin. I could go off the board and take Alexander Rykov, a player who I'm kind of secretly really liking. Or I could go Cowan, the Leafs pick as well, who I think was a little underrated. But I'm going to have to like stick to my list and go with Grayson Sachin here and play the long game. The reason why I like him is, you know, you have seen flashes from him where he's just dynamic, right? He played on the Seattle Thunderbirds, which was a WHL championship team and Memorial Cup favorite, even though they lost. And, you know, he's playing on a roster that's loaded with about, I don't know, nine or a dozen, whatever it was, NHL drafted prospects. So he's buried down the roster. And yet he still produced a pretty impressive number of points for his draft year. 
And I think the thing I like most about him right now is the Charlie Hustle element he has to his game. You know, he's got a little bit of little bit shades of Benson there where he's just dogged in puck pursuit at times. And I really like that attribute in a player. And what I'm looking for from him in his draft plus one season as Seattle's graduated all of their star players and he's going to inherit the keys to the kingdom. He's going to be the guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has just a monster D plus one season and moves way up people's prospect rankings and kind of a, I think people are kind of sleeping on him right now a little bit. I think his upside is a 60 point player, someone who could be you know, a three year average when he makes it, you know, averaging about 10 goals, 40 points a season. So not a huge ceiling with this player, but I also like that he's Florida Panthers drafted and they've traded away pretty much all their draft picks outside of this one from now till eternity. And their prospect pool is weak to say the least. So his path to the NHL is pretty unobstructed. The door is open. He just needs to walk right through it and step into the NHL and onto fantasy rosters like mine. And with that, Peter just broke so many hearts, broke hearts of guys like Cam Allen that didn't get yep. picked, Ethan nope. Gauthier, Lucas Dragasevich, oh, yeah. Whitelaw, Jaden Perron, Gavin Brindley. I'm just naming some guys that we could have, I'm sure we all could have taken, but we didn't. And you know, of course, I predicted it. No one took a goalie. Good job, guys. That probably shouldn't have happened. There's also the Felix Unger Sorum, Noah Dower Nielsen, Felix Nielsen, who I have a hard time separating my brain because their names are also similar, but they're different people, apparently. <laughs> there's there's like the Luca Pinellis and the Tyler Molendike, Boeke. There's all kinds of guys that, you know, certainly should be considered in the second, you know, third round of your drafts. But we couldn't go on and on forever. So what I wanted to do real quick is just read our list, read of who we took and see if there's any reaction to it. So, Evan, you took Connor Bedard, Ryan Leonard, Zach Benson, ASP, Axel Sendin, Pelica, Oliver Moore, Callum Ritchie, Brayden Yeager, Tom Villander, Edward Chalet, Charlie Stramel, and Otto Stenberg. How are we feeling about your draft? Well, I mean, it's Bedard, you know? It's yeah. Pretty much, you know, game over for, you know, if this was real. No, I, I like it, obviously, with Bedard headlining. And, you know, Zach Benson, to me, that's, I think this guy's potential is going to, I think people slept on let him go that far, drop that far. ASP, you know, obviously that's my guy. And I think, you know, Oliver Moore could really pay off too if he pans out ending up on a line with Bedard one day. Probably my favorite pick of this draft was Callum Ritchie. I just, I think the injury just hurt him so bad during his draft year. And I think the potential is there to be a real big point producer out in Colorado. So I'm happy with it. I definitely remember Tony now talking about that. And yeah, he because of the injury, it's always a tough decision. You know, do you shut it down? You play through it. Either way, it's not going to be good. Right. And so you're going to get value probably picking a guy like that because chances are he can rebound. And yeah, that definitely was a good pick. You got some really good high value guys, especially. Yeah. Benson at seven. I think it's great. So, yeah. Any uh, any comments on his draft, Pete? Well, it started really strong with Bernard and Leonard right out of the gate. Two players that kind of hurt my feelings that I didn't get a shot at. So well done there. Stick taps to you. Some other picks that you made later on that, that I really liked. I think Oliver Moore was a pretty good pick there at 13th. I think him playing in Chicago with Bedard and you having them both. That's super fun. I like that. I'm not on the same page as you guys as Callum Ritchie. I watched him play for the last couple of years now in the OHL and I've been looking for him to do things to impress me. And he just seems pretty vanilla. Not bad, but you know, 
I'm not really seeing anything there that kind of kind of gets me all hot and bothered. So we'll wait and see. And maybe I'm underrating something there. Uh, you took a swing on Edward Shala as well. I'm not a, the hugest fan of his, but I liked your last two picks. I think you got some reliable NHLers there with Charlie Strammel and Otto Stenberg. So great start, strong finish. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll also mention that I don't like Charlie. I would not draft him personally, but there is upside there, certainly. There's a point in the draft. Oh, sure. You might as well take a swing for sure. All right, Pete, we're going to talk about yours now. So you had Mitch Goff, Leo Carlson, Gabe Perot, Colby Barlow, Quentin Musty, Daniel Boot, Dalibor Dvorsky, Mikhail Gulyayev, Bradley Nadeau, Oliver Bonk, and Grayson Sachin. So what did you think about? How did you feel about your draft? Who was your favorite? You obviously you got one of the top players, but who was kind of your favorite later on? Yeah, so I like I like the players I drafted or I wouldn't drafted them. I think there's a good balance of high offensive ceiling there. I think there's a nice balance of production. Going to get some players that are going to score a ridiculous amount of points. Going to get some players who are going to be reliable point getters and consistent. There's going to be some players in there that, that give me all kinds of peripheral stats too. So I'm going to check all the boxes all the way down. One of my Some of my later picks that I really liked, maybe in the mid-range there, I really liked the Quinn Musky pick. I think this is an underrated player this whole year. So I'm excited to see how his development continues and what he can do when he gets to the NHL. So I think there's some high upside value there. And I think I'm higher on him than a lot of people. So that's probably one of my sweetest picks. I liked your Grass and Sachin pick. That was really surprised to see how far he dropped in the draft, but it could be a major steal for you. I like that. Nice. Yeah. I was debating him between before my last pick. So. That was good stuff. I thought about him too. And I do think, I agree with you that he has upside coming into this Seattle year where he'll be more of the man, have more ice time. I just not sure what the end game upside is. I think you mentioned like 60 points, which I think is reasonable. I remember I was talking with Joel about him and he relates him to like, a, I can't remember his name, Yanni Gord. And I think that's, you know, appropriate to this extent that he's a really good He's a really good all-around player. Like, and I think he'll be an NHLer, but like how high is the upside fantasy-wise? I'm not sure. Maybe Thotten has more more upside than that. But yeah, I also definitely like in terms of like the middle of the round picks, Quinn Musty was probably one of the better ones there. All right, last but not least, Victor, let's go over your roster. You got yourself Fantilli, Will Smith, Dmitry Simishev, Andrew Kristall. You got Wood, Height. David Reinbacker, Samuel Honzek, Nick Lardis, and Nate Danielson. How are you feeling about all those names? Well, I got the Karate Kid and Nate Danielson. We got to be happy about that. No, is I his think, nickname now Wax On, Wax Off? I think it's the Karate Kid. It's Nate Danielson. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I think I definitely swung hard on a couple of these. You know, I think Crystal. I love to hear pe- people tell us. If you see Andrew Crystal going top 15 in your draft, Definitely let us know. I want to hear about that. Riley Hyde going top 20. I think he should, but you know, maybe those were a bit high swings. Like you could switch Reinbacher with either of those. And I think that would be reasonable. But I kind of figured that some of those safer picks would fall. And so that's why I was like, well, I'll get I'll take the swings on the guys I want. I think I think I picked some of the guys that were taken latest in this draft. I took Hyde at 64. I took Lardis at 67. I took Crystal at 40. So I think if you add up all the actual draft numbers, I think I had the highest number of all of us. Yeah. Also probably because I went third, but you know, that wasn't only part of it. 
but yeah, I think, you know, you got to take some swings and you got to also realize when there's appropriate value with someone like Nate Danielson, you just got to do it or Samuel Hanzik at 24, you know, at some point you got to just do it and trust that there's maybe some more upside there that no one else has seen. I'm excited to pitch that Danielson idea on Red Wings Twitter. And I can already see the t-shirt being made of Nate Danielson and one skate doing the you know the what's right the crane 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 kick yes that's gonna be his selly i'll give you you a cut of the t-shirt sales i'm you know i'm gonna start selling here victor so nate danielson if you're listening to this podcast and we know you are when you score your first career nhl goal buddy you gotta do the crane crane. selly yeah (laughs) you don't even have to give me credit for it it's okay you can just take it yours okay i'm in no i was talking to danielson you have to give me credit evan Okay. All right. Light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, this was a blast. Hope everyone had fun. Yeah, let's get to the meat of the show now. Got this draft nonsense out of the way. Let's get to the good stuff. All right, so we teased it early and we're going to make our big announcement now that we are going to have a Dauber Prospects Report Dynasty League. That's right. So you can come and play with Pete, myself, and the real star here, Evan, to see if you can match up against us. This is going to be a league that you know we'll commission and you're welcome to join. Anyone can join. I'll give you a little bit of the parameters and we've sort of talked about some of these details and we want to, we've thought about these, you know, I think maybe there's a slight ability to suggest some changes, but I think we all kind of agree on these settings. We do want it to be a fee league, but not a high fee because we feel that there's a little bit of a barrier that, you know, if you pay a little bit, $25 US, then you're a little bit more committed. So head to head scoring, we have, some categories that we'll talk about 18 team league so the scoring is as we mentioned at the beginning goals assists shots special team points block shots hits and we're going to take advantage of some really cool settings that Fantrax has and that is takeaway giveaway ratio so that category kind of tracks how well you do in real life and faceoff wins is another one and then for goalies we didn't mention this at the beginning but goalie points which tracks wins overtime losses and shootout losses plus a point for shutout so it's kind of like wrapping wins ot losses shutouts all into one category and then there's even strength saves or sorry sorry adjusted saves which basically accounts for the ability to not just have saves but you get like minus seven i think for a goal so basically you can't just have saves you have to have a decent goalie and then even strength save percentage which is a good way it's the best thing. If you guys haven't played in this league, if you have a guy on a team playing against your goalie and he scores on the power play, you're super happy because it doesn't count against you. It's even strength save percentage, doesn't count against your goalie, and your forward got the power play point, right? As well as the goal. So it's a good time to be able to enjoy that. We'll have a games played livid. We'll have, you know, some pretty deep rosters in terms of like four centers, four left wing, four right wing, D, 60 a util spot, two goalies, and five bench. So that's the main roster, which is 26 positions, and then we'll have 30 minors with no restrictions. And then we'll talk a little bit later about the league play, but basically the nice thing about an 18-team league is you basically play everyone once, and then 
you have two weeks for each round of the playoffs and then there'll be a consolation bracket as well for like the teams that don't make it into the top of the playoff. So that's basically the way it's going to go down. And we are excited to play with all of you and get this league off the ground. We'll obviously do a slow draft once we get everyone in the league. But what do you guys think, Pete? Are you excited about this? Oh, yeah. Love doing drafts. And when you're doing a, a dynasty draft from scratch, you do like two drafts, basically. It's a two for you got your pro draft and then you're going to have a prospect draft after. So lots of draft prep homework that I'll need to do this summer. And the Dauber fantasy guide is going to come in super handy with all of it. Heck yeah. What do you think, Evan? Are you are you here the kind of the guy lurking in the shadows that's going to take all our money? Is that what we should be aware of? What if I am? What if I'm a hustler? You guys, are. I'm just, you know, that's how I, you know, I'm here to get you guys. And I think the winner should also get a Nate Danielson Karate Kid t-shirt personally signed by all three of us. So no, I'm excited. Love drafts. Love you guys. It's a fun time. You know, this is, I think it'll be a great league, you know, and hopefully I don't embarrass myself, but I think I'm going to be okay. If I get that number one pick, I get the same pick as this. That we did today, right? One, <laughs> no, right? No, no. We, will, we will have if, to do some sort you, of lottery for that. If you promise to take Alex to bring it, then yes. Ooh, <laughs> don't get me started. That's right. So if you want to play in this league, just DM Peter or myself. We'll get you in. It's going to be first come, first serve. So if you want to get in, you just got to pay the entry fee and we'll set it up and we'll do it and we'll get you in. And then we'll wait till everyone's in. We'll kind of make decisions about when we do the draft. As Peter said, well, there'll be two parts. There'll be the pro draft and the prospect draft. If you have a top pick in the prospect draft, it'll be a later pick in the pro draft. It'll kind of be, you know, opposite. And we'll do like a lottery for who does what. And it's going to be a great time. And the great thing about this is we will use information for this league on the show. So when we talk about, you know, trades that went down or actual like how we're valuing guys, we can relate to this actual league. So it's not going to be like some hypothetical which I think is going to be great. Yeah, if you join, I'll point out that you said that it's a slow draft. For those of you who haven't necessarily maybe been in a slow draft before, the way it works is you have a pick clock, just like the NHL does. But instead of it being three minutes, it's going to be something, what is it, Victor? Eight hours we go? Six, eight hours, something like that? I think we'll, yeah, something like that. No rush, right? We're going to start this draft in like August and the NHL season doesn't start till October. So I'm not saying the draft is going to take two months, but it won't be done in one day. It'll be over the course of a couple of weeks that this will carry on. So it'll be a good time in a long time. And so you'll be able to take your time with your picks. The reason why we have such a long clock is so that we all have real life day jobs and whatnot that we go to and families and other commitments. So you can't get 18 people from across the world together on the same day to do a live draft. It's just logistically not possible. So this is the way to do it. So when you join the league and we do our slow draft, be patient. Your pick will come. Quick disclaimer, anyone takes ASP before me, they're automatically kicked out of the league. That's just, that's <laughs> written in the buy notes. Don't do it. Don't try it. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening to Dauber Prospects Report number 13. For feedback on the show or to chat with us, follow us on Twitter at DPR underscore show. That's the main show at Farling, P-H-A-R-I-L-I-N-G. For Peter at Victor Nuno 12. For me at Sabarin 91. For Evan, don't forget to follow at HockeyPodNet and all the great podcasts on the network and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast aggregator of your choice. Leave us a five-star review, please. It really helps the show. And until next time, what do we got to do, Pete? Keep your stick on the ice. Boom. Boom. Danielson. Danielson. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! Yes! Let's do that hockey. Hockey.